I find it strange, therefore, that to this day and age, believers don't read him. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> Faith. I was talking something earlier about some men. Love God. Dedicated. But faith is not free in that area. Why? They don't have the time to develop that amount of faith for everything. Nobody has that time. So he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So he would take a man at the point in time and say, there's a level of faith I want my people to know. He would take that man through his experiences, through his learning, through his teachings, through the revelations and everything. Now give him as a gift. You will not give that fellow as a gift. And that says, if you want that depth of faith, go and meet him. But some will say, I don't like the way Americans preachers talk. Listen, every year, UNTH, twice or three times a year, we do heart surgeries. If there are ten surgeons, seven came from America. Only three are from Enugu here. Do you say, I don't like this white man. Let them know. If only, your heart is not bad. That's why you're talking that nonsense. <laughs> if your heart is be, beating irregularly, you wouldn't care whether they're Australian, Bolivian, even Iranian. <laughs> you say, ah, this particular surgeon is from uh, Syria. His mother is Pakistani. <laughs> what is his name? Abdul Rashid Mohammed. You go, look, see. Would the other be other people there when he's operating? They will say yes, no, wahala. You will close your eyes, they will send you to sleep. Who cares whether he's a Boko Haram member? <laughs> you know he's killed. Are you getting my point? Yes. Once I traveled, I went to preach in my friend's church. So afterwards, in his own bookshop, there were books. So I was saying, I picked on a particular man of God. And he and I from the same background. I said, I want to buy this book. So he said, why are you buying his book? Like, he's like, is he your kind of person? I said, my brother, and I saw a person go reach heaven one day. God will say, did you know this thing? And you say, no. He said, but I told that man to teach it now. Did he not teach it? He said, I didn't read his book. I said, to avoid stories that touch, let me buy it. <laughs> Paradventure, the Holy Spirit wants to talk to me from it. What am I trying to say about all of these things? We activate promises by faith. Are you getting my point? We do. And many people are dedicated to God, but there's a certain area of their life, all right, or of their lives, that the promise of God is not being activated. And we, not knowing why, we think it's a virtue. We don't realize it's a deficiency. What activates promises in that area is faith. How does the faith come? That's what I'm trying to drive to. Now, why I went into that to try to explain to you that you may have a Bible and many of these men read the Bible. But the Bible is deep. That word of God is very deep. And is vast. There's a lot of... I mean, there are a lot of things inside. All of, a lot of areas it covers. Some areas you do not even know exist as of now. Are you getting my point? And that's why he prepared people to carry his grace. Let me quickly say something about faith before I go on. I've said it before. I just need to emphasize it now. Faith, I said, is not a method. It's not that I have found the keys. So when I do this and do this and do that, this result, 
this result will come. And I say, I have found faith. Faith is not a method. Faith, I've said again and again, is a spiritual substance. Which you have to fetch when you need it. I was testing a while ago, so I said, Udechuku, please, get me a drink inside there. He knows how he mixes my drink, puts a lot of water inside it. Because it's water that I really need. Alright? To quench my thirst. Faith is like that. It's something that you can put in a crucible. It's like a spiritual substance that you can drink and fill up. It also gets consumed. It gets used up. That's what faith is. Faith is not the same thing as knowledge. Knowledge helps you to receive faith. But knowledge and faith are not the same thing. It is not that the more the amount of Bible you know, the more the amount of faith in your heart is not true. The more the amount of scriptures you know, most certainly, it helps you to absorb more faith. But the knowledge of scripture and faith are two different things. They are two different things. There's something I said about faith earlier. I said it's a spiritual substance like it's a, an expression. Now, yes, I wanted to say that. It's an expression of the life of God. What do I mean by this? We talked about energy in the physical realm. You can have electrical energy. You can have thermal energy. You can have um, kinetic energy, motion. And they are interconvertible. But whatever it is, there is a substance of energy behind all of them. In the same manner, in spiritual things, there is a substance, and that substance really is called life. And that life is only in Christ. When we use the word faith in the scriptures, some people say you have faith in this, you have faith in that. Some of us have faith in God. That's not it. The real faith is only one type. It's faith in God. Once it is not faith in God, it is not faith. It's unbelief. Assurance, confidence that you have in other things is not faith. For it to be faith, it has to be the substance that flows out of God into you. That's what faith is. What does that substance do? That substance, it helps you to relate with the Lord. That substance makes his word have meaning to you. That is the reason why you are told something and you believe it. I don't know whether you are getting my point here. It's a, it's a spiritual substance. It's not just, I have read plenty of scripture. You can read plenty of scripture if that substance is not in you. The scripture is dead to you. That's why Jesus said, you said the scriptures, thinking that in them you have what? Life. Remember I said that faith is an expression of that life. When it says thinking, what does that tell you? They are erroneous. He said, but let's read it. John chapter 5. Please follow me carefully. You'll see where I'm going in a moment. In verse 39, he says, You said the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. He said, But it is these that testify about me. And you are unwilling to come to me so that you may have life. Now, did you notice something here? Life is not in the scriptures. Where's life? Life is in who? Life is in who? Life is in Christ. 
what do the scriptures do? The scriptures give us a description of what life is like. I don't know whether you get my point. It's like a map. You get my point? It's like a bank statement. Is your bank statement money? <laughs> Is your bank statement money? You can't go to the market. You want to buy something. Say, see my bank statement. The person will tell you, sit down. It shows you have what? Money. But he's not releasing the goods. If you came looking very poor and very hungry, and you come to where they are selling brand new BMWs, you wear slippers, your t-shirt, the neck is slack, and there are full holes here and there. You say, how much is this one? What do they do? They look at you and say, how does it concern you? But let's assume now as an example. You know, the sales girl said, listen, or the sales guy, they don't, don't look down on me, all right? I know what I look like. Then you bring out your bank statement and it sees your bank balance. 256 million naira, 825,782 naira. So he will look and say, sit down. <laughs> now let me ask you, with that bank balance, is he giving you the car? You have impressed him enough for him to make you sit. I said, okay, what would you like? So I like the new model X7. All right, okay. And I say, um, you fin- he will show you everything. Uh, how would you like it now? Okay, this we are going to give you for this amount of money. This is a discount for if you pay cash. If you are going to finance it, these are the banks that will help us. But you are a good man. I mean, you can pay cash. All right? So how do we prepare the papers? You show him everything. And I tell you, so... The check. The bank statement, even though it describes to him the amount of wealth you have, it is not money. I don't know whether you're getting my point. The Bible is not money. It's the bank statement of what you have in Christ. I don't know whether you're getting my point. So when you see your bank statement, you now lock into Christ to collect that which belongs to you. That is why Nobody can tell you these are principles that unbelievers use. Unbelievers can't use it if it's faith. They can't. Because the life is only in Christ. You know, I used to tell my wife and many other people, my wife wants to pray for maybe one auntie, one distant relative. Said the Bible says you are the head and not the tail. I said, when did the Bible say so? I said, the person you are, you are praying for, is the person a committed believer? I was looking at me. That time, she doesn't do it anymore. I said, no, what, what do you do? I said, pray for the person. Say, in Jesus' name, I pray that God will have mercy on you. That you will know him more. In Jesus' name, I, pr- I pray for that when you are traveling, the mercy of God will protect you. That's all you can do. You can't be quoting scripture for somebody who hasn't given his life to Christ. You can't. No matter how much you love the person, you can't tell this is what the Bible says about you. The Bible says nothing about the person more than the soul that sinneth, it shall die. The only thing you can say to the person that has not given his life to Christ from the scriptures is that repent and be baptized. So that the days of refreshing can come from the presence of the Lord for you. That's all you can say. You can't tell the person, the Bible says it shall be well with you. No, there is no peace for the wicked, said the Lord. Faith is not just to carry the scripture and read. 
and carry, collect promises and appropriate them. No. The scriptures tell us what we have, what? Where? In Christ. It is a personal relationship with that Christ that draws that thing into our lives. I'm going somewhere. I've not reached where I'm going now. Somebody say, faith is a substance. It flows. If you have it, it activates promises. If you have it, it activates life. If you have it, it solves all your problems. Say, faith is not a method. It's a substance. The reason I'm emphasizing substance. So you must know how to fetch it. It's not just knowledge. That life is in whom? In Christ. What I want to say, please follow me again closely. If you want to type life in Christ, you have to personally encounter Christ. There are people who say that you don't pray for faith. I have come to realize it's not true. I have realized that at least as a believer, you go to God and say, Lord, my faith is weak. Help my unbelief. I now understand why James said you can build up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the spirit. Because faith is not knowledge, it's a substance. You go into the place of prayer, your faith is weak. You've not read one extra scripture. You leave the place of prayer, the faith is strong. Jesus did not have the faith to go to the cross at that point. He went to prayer until faith was built in his heart. He didn't quote any scripture. He just went to the presence of God the Father and laid down there until the Bible said God sent angels to go and pour that spirit into him and they gave him faith. They strengthened him, the Bible says. Again, I'm going somewhere. It's a substance which you have to tap from God. Now when God, now listen to this. When God wanted to make it easy, let me tell you something. Tapping, oh God, please don't get me wrong. Go, oh, don't get me wrong. People often misunderstand when I get to this particular point. Don't get me wrong. Tapping things directly from God is not often easy. That's why he gave gifts unto men. God knows that if you don't see God, it's hard to love him. I don't know what I get my point. It's hard. So that's why he said, how can you say you love God? You can't see. When you have not loved the human beings, you can see. He knows it's easier to relate with a human being. That's why Paul will say, you've never seen Christ, don't worry. Just be imitators of me. You didn't get that. He said to the people, be imitators of who? Of me. Don't worry, I understand Christ better than the rest of you. So I am an imitator of Christ. Just follow me as I follow Christ, you have no problem. He wasn't trying to make them his disciples. He was just understanding that until you reach a level of maturity, to directly imitate Christ who you have never seen is near impossible. Like I said, don't misunderstand me. So what did he do? He said he gave gifts unto men. So he said, what, I said it earlier, the word of faith concerning healing is not knowledge. It's a substance. Faith concerning healing is a substance. It's not knowledge. What do I do? I process Kenneth Hagin. 
I distill him. And I put him on the platform and I say, anybody who looks at that man, we drink of my spirit of faith for divine health. I pray you understand this. It got to a time, God spoke to a man like Kenny Higgins and said, listen, I'm putting an anointing in your hands. If it's going to heal anybody, you will tell them the story like this. That I appeared to you. And I said to you that the anointing is in your hands. He said, if they believe, they will get healed 100% of the times. So he said, believe in the Lord thy God, so you will be established. Believe also his prophets. Then you will experience the manifestation of his power in what he calls prosperity. I don't know whether you are catching what I'm going to say. See, the ancients understood something. Spiritual principles are interesting. When I was a little boy, you know, there are gods in um, every, every, every society. In Western Nigeria and Yoruba land, they had Obatala, Ogun, Shongo, all those people. And my teacher said to us that time that the Yoruba people never believed those people were the gods of heaven that never did. Because they are mostly human beings. Now, what happened is that they decided for what I now know to be true, that the true God is very high. They call him Olodumari. That is so high up that men can't reach him. So they started using what? Intermediaries. I don't know whether you're getting my point. What were they trying to do? They were trying to get to know the true God. But the Bible says, he said that was long ago. What did I call him? He spoke in diverse ways, diverse manners. After all, the, by the time the missionaries came to Western Nigeria, the far priests had prepared for them that they were coming, that they were messengers of God. They didn't fight them. When they reached Egbaland, they were waiting. I'm going somewhere. What made them wrong was once you cross Christ, he said now in the last days he's not speaking through only one person. Through whom? Christ. Now listen to this. When Christ now rose up above, you know what he did? He now distributed gifts as part of his body unto men. That's what I'm emphasizing to us. How do I fetch faith? This is from the scriptures and this is the word of God. Until you reach absolute maturity in which you can understand all things and see all things, the easiest way you fetch faith is look for who God sent with that kind of faith and listen to him. Let me explain what I'm going to When we were on campus those days, it was normal to be fighting diseases. Why? Ken Hagen taught us and men like him. Now listen, we're not worshipping men, no. I told you something, I don't know what's here, here last time I said it here. There was something I used to notice. If I'm in a bus and somebody talks as a believer with boldness, I turn around and say, Do you go to winners? I don't know what I get my point. It was easy to know a man that went to Winners Chapel. Everybody I know, the first time they see Bishop Oedipo, they are shocked. You know what they expect? Goliath. When they see David, and his name is really David. Is this the man I've been listening to on tape? 
Why? Because there was a kind of boldness of faith you bought into once you listened to him. Listen to him for two hours. Your talk changes. Many people who are afraid of economy, afraid of this thing, they just go and get some of those tapes, eat them for four hours. You will stop being afraid. I've given you testimony before. Once I was ill off and off for a few days. Then I woke up in the morning and I found out that chicken pox had broken out over my body. I collected the tape, Supernatural Living Series. I told you faith is a substance. It's not a method. It's not information. It's a substance. I settled down and collected the tape, Supernatural Living Series, tape two by David Oyedepo. I, list, I sat, sat down there, listened to it for one hour. At the end of one hour, I put my hand on my face and cursed chicken pox. I woke up next morning, it had disappeared. Listen, it was not that I learned a method. I said, faith is down. Faith is down. Where do we get faith? I said, remember those tapes. I rushed for them, put them down, just sat in front of it. And I heard the fact that there's a life in Christ. You are, ye are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. And the man was describing the power of God. By the time he was done, I said, chicken pox. Did you hear that? Chicken pox said, yes, sir. <laughs> what am I saying? You can decide that I want to study scriptures until I learn that. Listen, you will spend 30 years. You have not yet discovered it. And I will say, God, speak to me. God said, listen, the things I said to Kenneth Hagin, you haven't heard it. The ones I said to David Oedipo, you haven't heard it. The ones I said, it will be naming people. You have not listened to them. What special communication do you want? You must be arrogant. Did you not hear? Blessed are those who believe without sin. One of the major things you should pray in life. You know, God said, I will give you pastors after my own heart. Who will feed you with knowledge. He didn't say I will send you scripture. People think just carry Bible and read. You know why? I'm not talking. Of course, you know, how can I talk about scripture? I smoke something. I can't. I'm just going to say, it is not letters. It's what? Life. And life flows how do I say this? The easiest way life flows is through human flesh. Did you hear what I said? That is the, I didn't say it's the only way. I said what? Easier. What do I mean is this? This is what I mean. What God does is, I want my people to prosper. There are Bibles in the market. He won't say go and buy. Do you know why? The Bible is deep. It's wide. It's deep, it's wide. So long before the days of prosperity will be needed, he takes a man somewhere. And through experience, through interactions, through personal revelations, it's not everybody, God wants to jump to your bedroom and say, my son, you, so most will die. Are you getting my point? Because no, 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 let's not cause confusion. He takes one man. Listen, the day Ezekiel saw the glory of God, he collapsed. When Ezekiel saw glory, what happened? He collapsed. What did Isaiah say? He said, woe is me. I am undone. Men know that when you see God, you die. What do you think happened to Enoch? Reckless mingling around the presence of God. Phew, he disappeared. (laughs) 
out with God. <laughs> no, no, I need to explain something to you. Eh? God, please help me. Listen, listen. When God showed up on the mountain to talk to Israel, Israel ran away. What does that tell you? It takes a Moses to hear him. They couldn't stand in from a presence. Moses walked into that presence. Listen, there was something about Moses. I don't know whether you are getting my point. God doesn't like going around killing people. Many of those who are saying, God, reveal yourself. Say, God, if I, God, if I try it. Have you ever watched Tom and Jerry? If you watch some of these cartoons, eh? The man will disappear. His body is still there. <laughs> You've seen it in the cartoons. The guy will see his side. Boom! His body is still there. Then you don't see him running that way. Because if I appear to some of you, boom! That those I appear to, I cook them, prepare them, give them special grace for them to withstand my presence. Are you getting the point I'm making here? So what does he do? He cooks men, prepares them, and teaches them his word. And he says, wherever I send you, you shall go. Everything I say to you, you shall say. So when he wants to now give people the gospel of prosperity, he will now bring a man. The man will have an anointing. That when he stands here, from Genesis to Revelation, he's showing you prosperity in every chapter. Every chapter, you see prosperity. Every chapter, prosperity. He shows you something, prosperity. He texts you about productivity. From Genesis to Revelation, the guy is bringing the word of God concerning abundance. Listen, he doesn't pray for you. He finishes teaching. You know what happens? The spirit of faith to collect abundance and be productive is birthed in your life. And the man waves you bye-bye. Youth, oh God, people don't understand. You think it's because you had a Bible to read. Listen, it's not true. What happened was that that Bible is deep. That Bible is wide. That Bible has no limit, the content. Then God takes a man, says, sit down there. He dissects it, brings out the word that's relevant. He pours the spirit into that man through experiences. That's why many of those guys who preach healing, many of them were sick. Not as if only sick people could preach healing, but what he needed for them to download that word from heaven. They were the only ones that had gone through it enough to be able to birth it. But they did not birth it for themselves alone. They birthed it for the whole body of Christ. But if anyone will not pay attention to that prophet, I don't know whether I get my point. He continues in his way. Yes, the Bible, read it, read it. You will get it eventually. Like I said, it might take you 50 years to finally understand the gospel of prosperity. 50 years of glorifying poverty. 50 years of cursing people. 50 years of anger. Then finally you start repenting when you are 62. When at 18, you could have just bought, listened to a tape, The Gospel of Abundance by Bishop David Oedipo at the age of 18. By 21, you are productive. By 60, you have made many generations of wealthy people who are blessing the gospel, blessing people all over the world. It's not time for repentance. There are things that one generation cannot do. If you are starting when you are 65, all right, your, 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 you, you will be father of many nations. Now, vision will go be. 
The many nations have vision. You old men shall dream dreams. You just be dreaming things. But if you had learned that same word as a young man, then you'll have had energy, time to produce that thing. Why did you learn as a young man? Because one man went through experiences. God personally tutored him. And God said, This is what I wanted to teach my people. And then the, the masters, and listen to me, it's not the words, though. It's not just the words, though. That's why TB Joshua can memorize Kenehigan only once. He can't give anybody life. If you are still following that guy, you need prayer. He speaks words that are right, doesn't mean anything. Because when you open your heart to him, he's pouring something wrong into your soul. That's what the Bible says, test all spirits. People just open their hearts to all kinds of rubbish. Before you follow a man, pay attention what, what has been produced around him. All those who follow that child and call himself a prophet, what do they do? All they do is carry his photograph and call him the man of God. A true preacher exposes you to Christ and takes himself out of the way. You've heard me quote Ken Hagen all the time. I have never prayed with his name in my mind. I've never even said, God, you know your servant Ken Hagen said, what is it? Ken Hagen has better show me what the Bible says. If I'm going to follow him. That's why he said test of spirit. Because when you expose your heart to a human being, I told you the easiest way spirits flow is through flesh. That's what I mean. You are looking at a man's face. And he's speaking to your life. Forget the words he's using. It's the spirit he's carrying that matters. In this life, people pass spirits to you when they talk. Be careful. Many people are passing wrong spirits into people. Then they open their eyes like this. And their hearts. And they get, listen, it's not words. Jesus said, the, the words profit nothing. The letters, the flesh, they profit nothing. It's the spirit that they carry that matters. That spirit is what they carry. He said, the words that I speak, they carry a spiritual substance that imparts life. If somebody else speaks those words, it doesn't have the same effect because they don't have that spirit. I'm talking about how you fetch faith. This is another thing. As well, I can get into it. That's what I talk about. One of the things you have to be careful about is how you honor people. Are you getting my point? Yes. Honor. Because if you don't honor a man of God that's carrying a particular kind of anointing for a particular faith, you won't get it. Even if somebody else carries a similar anointing, if you have a wrong heart, you still won't get it from elsewhere. Go and read the story of, John the, of the Pharisees. Because of their attitude towards John the Baptist, they could not receive the spirit of praise from Jesus Christ, and Jesus could not do any miracle for any one of them. He said they frustrated the counsel of God for their lives, not having been baptized with the baptism of John. They were antagonistic to John. When Jesus came, they could not receive him. And you see what I'm saying in a moment. Have you heard this talk before? All these men of God who want is your money. They be flying private jet anyhow. Where are they going? That is how to kill your faith for abundance. You will struggle. You will pray for money. It won't come. After, if you don't know something, shut up. 
You don't know it, just keep quiet. Anyway, thank God God is merciful. He knows, you know what, the, what Paul said? He knows it was ignorance. All that nonsense you've talked all your life. Which, were it not for his mercy, poverty will have been your friend all your life. But God says, I'm merciful. Send her to go and listen to Banky. Banky will correct that rubbish she's been saying. Many people, their lack of honor for people who speak certain words is the reason why their faith in that area will never be built. After you go to a church that they tell you that the age of miracles is past, you will die of disease one day. Because they train you to be antagonistic to preachers of divine healing. Once, I, I read an article. This girl went, listen, a woman, about 40 years old. She went around everywhere investigating. She's an investigative journalist and reporter. Studying how faith preachers manipulate their congregation. Then she woke up one morning, ah, pain here. Ran to the hospital, diagnosis, cancer of the gallbladder. And then she wrote, I said, this girl didn't learn. I read from the scriptures this morning, this afternoon. God killed Korah, Dathan, Abiram, and the fourth guy. And the 250 people that were with them, and their four families, God wiped them out. And the Israelites still gathered against Moses. I said, how deaf can human beings be? That Moses, eh? When the Bible says was meek, that guy was meek. Because God said, what is going on? You know, I can just imagine saying, God saying, my God, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> Listen, God killed, okay, the fourth guy is on. He killed Korah. That was a priest amongst them. The other three people were from the tribe of Lou Reuben. They all gathered with Korah. You know, I found out later, you know what caused the gathering? Why did they gather? The conspiracy. It was that Moses chose Aaron. So Korah was angry. They were both Levites. And you know, when you are looking at life, I read the story, I now understand what the confusion was about. Because I told the priest, you collect all the tithes from Israel. Then you carry all the tithes and give to Aaron. <laughs> that is the tithes of all the tithes. Now Korah looks it, and we are from the same tribe. I don't go agree. Now I call some stupid boys in Reuben. They all gathered. You know what I'm telling you the story? What shocked me as I was reading this afternoon was that, you know, God is very merciful. He killed Korah, Dathan, Abiram, and on, their families, and the 250 people that gathered with them. So that is, and he said that those 250, the censors they were using to burn incense, he said that, um, is it, um, one of the sons of um, Aaron should take it and hammer it into a sheet to quote the altar so that the whole of Israel will see what rebellion does. As soon as they were done, the all of Israel gathered against Moses and Aaron again and said, it is because of you that all those people died. At that point, God said, my God. <laughs> Before Aaron and Moses could do anything, as God was telling them, Moses said, God said to them, Get out of the way, I'm destroying all of them. Before Aaron could say anything, is it 14 or 40,000 was dead? 14,000, they were dead. He had to tell Aaron, Rush! Jump inside and stand between the dead and the living. 
That's why I said that man was meek. Human beings know they learn. They don't kill everybody like this. You are still saying, we know go great. Like NLC. <laughs> Listen, you know the point I'm making? This woman, after she woke up and said, ah, cancer of the gallbladder. You know what she started writing? She said, eh, I know they will be saying that it is because I was speaking against anointed men. I said, so you even know? I'm sure by now she'll probably be dead. But she had the type that had no treatment. They gave her date of death. Doctors dished it out to her quickly. We can't help you, girl. Why? And she said, I know people will say it's because I was criticizing those healing, preaching healing. And I felt like saying, yes, we don't need to say it. That was what happened. What happened was that when you did not give them any, any order, the faith to get healing from God disappeared from your life permanently. You were exposed. You were in the realm of the spirit. You were naked. So every little demon, mm, take a bite of her. Every little demon, mm, take a bite of her. The one big demon loved your liver mm, and gripped it. And the doctors called it cancer of the gallbladder. Listen, what happened? She spent all her life fighting the spirit of faith as men were preaching it. That's why I said, be careful. Be careful. If you want to be poor in life, criticize the gospel of prosperity. If you want to die of a sickness suddenly, be criticizing those who are preaching divine health. I don't care how much Bible you know. The fact is that the spirit of faith, the spirit of faith is transmitted from person to person. It's from person to person. That's why I say to you, and I'm not missing words about it. If you listen to me in this life, this is not bragging. I'm a gift of God to you. If you listen to me, you will succeed in this life. Especially when you are living in Nigeria. Yes. 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 A dry land will ooze water for you. Amen. Death will see you and run away. Amen. The day you want to die, you, you, listen, you will tell your friends. You will tell them weeks ahead. They say, oh, we'll be coming for this meeting. So I say, ah, sir, I won't be around. Where are you going? Don't worry, guys, I won't be able to attend. You've given them a warning. Death will not take you by accident. Amen. You will live longer. Amen. You will fulfill the purpose of God for your life. Amen. That is why God gives me... That, listen, I know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to make it look like you can sit inside a corner, take a Bible and be reading. It, I wish it was so. A man read. They said, do you understand what you are reading? He said, how can I? Somebody needs to explain it to me. That's why I drop names all the time. I told somebody, listen, if you read John G. Lake... If you read John G. Lake, when you hear of Ebola, you'll be excited. Say, Ebola, they come. We will show you who's the king here. Not the one that will be bathing with salt and drinking salt water. <laughs> Listen, I read John G. Lake once. Then a particular strain of meningitis virus, meningitis bacteria, came into town. And my chief said there was vaccination everywhere. He said, everybody go and take it now. 
This, this particular strain of meningitis is deadly. It's deadly. It kills in days. Please, everybody, else, go, go, go. I was driving on the bus from work. Go to the casualty. Go and take your own portion. He said, Bank, are you going? I said, No. I have nothing against vaccines. So. Vaccines are good. It's God's wisdom for people. He said, Why didn't you go? I said, I was angry. I said, It is against the word of God for me to hear the sound of meningitis and I run. I said, No, I'm not moving. I said, Meningitis, come. We know who is king. I refused to go. My colleagues went to go and collect. I said, I'm not collecting. I would have gone because nothing wrong with it except that the man came. I said, go quickly. Otherwise, I said, me. I said, it's an insult to the child of God. I cannot run. I said, I'm not going. Just to cross from my department to, the, to near the gate where the casualty was, so they were giving out free of charge. I said, I'm not going. Was it I wanted to die? No. I was just angry in my spirit. I said, meningitis should hear my name and run. Not me, here, my judges are disappearing. He said, Ah, oh, what happened? How did you know to do that? Nothing. You cannot read John G. Lake and not behave like that. Are you getting my point? Listen, this is my response to epidemic. I collect my John G. Lake and read again. No, I'm telling you, this is how you fetch faith. Listen, I said something last time, let me say it again. There was a time you had problems. You prayed, heard a word. In fact, this man said something, Sonia Delaja. There was a time he taught a series on finances in his church. Said so one man could hardly understand English, but he listened to the tapes until he finally got the point. Is it two or four years later, the man was a millionaire? Pombo think his method. It's not the methods, it is the spirit. Listen, as you are hearing those words, some things are flowing into you. It's not the method you are learning. That's why in your life, listen, one prayer you will pray, we don't have time here today. But as you go and you pray, say, God, open my eyes. Let me see where you have kept this faith for this thing. If you are sick, say, Lord, where is the faith for healing? If you are poor, where is the faith for prosperity? Listen, God will open your eyes. You will discover a teacher that that's what God says he specialized in. Sometimes you won't know what he's saying, but his spirit is entering you. Listen, I said sometime, I, I was saying something earlier. There was a time in your life you had problems. You prayed. You heard a preacher. He preached. Then the economy turned around for you. You thought you were lucky. You were not lucky. That word worked. You were not lucky. The word worked. Then this is what the Satan does. He prospers you so much you forget the source. He said, thou shalt remember. It is the Lord thy God. That is giving. He did not give. He is giving the power. It's a continuous thing. When you dis- I said that life is in Christ. Some of you need to stop watching football. Why? It's precious time that you should have been using drinking a word to take you to the next level of your destiny. You're wasting it looking at 22 jobless men earning billions running up and down. They don't share a dime with you. I like what the Chris Devon said in Benin. He said five years he decided not to watch news again. He said at the end of five years he discovered he did not miss anything. Palestinians and Israelis were still fighting. <laughs> As they were fighting five years before. 
You know what I'm trying to say to you? Believe me. If you don't watch football for a year, you miss nothing. At the end of that year, Arsenal and Man U will still be angry with each other. Coaches will still be hiring and selling players. A simple rubber ball will still be passing through a big square or rectangle to count. At the end of the year, you will have missed nothing. Spend your time and get a word that pours a spirit inside you. Listen, faith is a substance. It activates promises. If you want to live long, go and listen to a man preaching about long life. Preaching with conviction, not just quoting a scripture. You want to prosper. Don't go and listen to a man telling you that you see, if you have money, you may go to hellfire. You will be poor, you will still go to that hellfire. <laughs> when you see a man flying private, don't even for one moment criticize him. The same God is rich unto all that call upon him. God that's buying fuel for you can fuel a jet. It depends on where you are going. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Let me me summarize everything in just one minute. Listen to me. Faith is required to activate every promise in your life. To personally get up and say you want to scratch faith from the beginning is not that easy. You can pray for faith. Let nobody tell you you can't pray for it. You can but when you pray for it, God will generally, what he does most of the time, he said, you don't have to go to the rigors with which I taught Abraham. He said, no. Just go and listen to those who have tapped to that spirit. They have packaged it and made it easier. Pay attention. Ken Hagin said there was a girl that was born without feet. She didn't have feet. She listened to his messages for six months and two new feet grew out. It's not method, it's not technique, it's a spirit. That's what I'm saying. It's as the spirit is flowing that is activating a process. And he wasn't joking, he would give you names, the town, the city. So the girl stops him one day and says, Sir, I'm wearing my first pair of shoes. And she touched his called poverty. The girl said, No, it's not poverty. I was born without feet. I got a set of your tapes. Six months of infusion. New feet growth. Listen, there are men. One of the things I thank God for here, as, my, as I preach, I tell you, if anybody tells you, listen to me alone, he will, he, 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 he will, he, just don't listen to him. Let me just do it like that. Listen to only me. I've heard the pastor say, that, I'm your prophet, I'm your apostle. I'm your preacher, I'm your pastor, I'm your evangelist, I'm your teacher. And I said, are you not even afraid? When Moses saw that, Moses was afraid. Moses said, am I the one that gave birth to all these people? But you are not taking pride. Am I not your apostle? Am I not your prophet? I was listening to the man. The man said, God does not send prophets to prophets. I told my mother, I said, it's not true. I said, I gave her two instances. Of the small prophet and the old prophet. I said, David, read the scripture, was also a prophet. Yeah, God sent Nathan to him. I gave a number of scriptures. My mother said, ha, people like you are difficult to deceive. (laughs) 
Listen. You can't listen to one man. That's why, I mean, some people say, hey, Pastor Frank, I like the way you do. You're not. If you listen to only me, your life will not be balanced. It can't be balanced. I'm not that good. If I had that amount of anointing to compress me one day, I would just boom, explode and die. So it's easy. One mother came to the other day, wanted to ask me something. I said, that one, go and buy Ken Hagen book on Holy Ghost. I said, read it. It's better at that one. I told him, I said, oh, go and look for that book. Read it. By the time you're done, that answer is there. The spirit will flow into you. All the things you're asking for it to be solved. Are you getting my point? What I'm trying to say, you have to pray. If there's anything in your life you're looking for, there's somebody that has those messages. He has preached it. That's why I quote people for you. If you want to know scripture and have understanding, read, just pay attention to the person. It's not just what he says. It's the spirit he's pouring into you. When you open Bible, it will make sense. Have you ever read Bible before? You wonder what they're talking about. You have not listened to the right person. <laughs> Listen. Many people here, God wants to make you productive, expand your life, make you economically a powerhouse. What has been stopping it is that you have not heard the right words. You've been reading the wrong books. You have been reading business management books. You've been reading up on your hill. You've been reading all these unbelievers. Go and listen to that series, Spiritual Economic Empowerment and Development Strategy Seminar that I taught a few years ago. Do it for six months every week. Go through it. At the end of six months, you'll be a multimillionaire. I will not teach any method in there. But just talking the word of God. There are people you will hear. Look, anybody telling you so, so you can reap, don't listen to it. It's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about those who are describing the power to get wealth. Power to create. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Anybody saying that as you begin to sow, you are going to begin to reap, is not telling you the truth. You hear what I said? <laughs> That's why Christians are not prospering. They think all they will do is sow, sow, sow. I teach Christians to give, but I'm talking about the power to be productive. It's not just about giving an offering. You need to hear a word that you wake up in the morning, ideas will be boom, coming out of your head. You go to offices, doors will open for you. God will send favor around you. It is not because of method. It's that the spirit entered into you. Let me stop here.